Hey there, boys and girls. It's Ralph Garman, and you're listening to Talking Cod Swallop. Good choice. Hello, everybody. This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Man. You might know me from the Tell Him Steve Day podcast and the I Sell Comics podcast. Listen, I love podcasting. I love talking, but what I really love doing is talking cod swallow. Hey, I'm Alicia Witt. I'm Daniel Portman from Game of Thrones. I play Podrick Payne. I'm Ellipses, and you're listening to the talking... Okay, <laughs> I'm Mark Bernard, and you're listening to the Talking Cod Swallop podcast. Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith, Silent Bob, whose voice you were never used to hearing in the 90s until I started opening it up, man. And that's because I'm a podcaster, and you're listening to a podcast, Talking Cod Swallop, right here, man. And welcome to this week's Talking Codswallop. So this one's going to be a little bit different than what we've had before. Because, of Salty Tadpoles, if you've been following us uh, on our various different platforms, you will know we have some new people joining us. But unfortunately for this episode, we don't have Gemma, because Gemma is a tad unwell. So, saying from all of us, I'm hoping that Gemma gets better, because she really, really wanted to be here, but unfortunately she can't be. So... As ever, I am here this week. It is me, James, and I will let my two new wonderful co-hosts uh, introduce themselves. Who wants Who to go wants first? To go first? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think the new girl needs to, because uh, by now people probably go, oh, it's your woman again. It's the smut queen. <laughs> it's the queen of smut. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the queen of smut is on board. And that's not me. I'm the total opposite. My name is Gabrielle. I'm a tad more prudish than Joanne. Uh, just a little bit. But yeah, hi, I'm Gabrielle. And I'm the non-smutty one. <laughs> Hopefully. Allegedly. <laughs> Say nothing. No comment. <laughs> yeah, so that was me. Um, yeah, and this is my first time doing this. And I'm very, very excited to be a part of it. And see, we're talking called Wallop and what tangents we can get into in this conversation this evening. James, I just realised mm. Gabrielle's a Gabrielle's a virgin. Well, that's very worrying for her. Does that mean we have to sacrifice her? Uh, well, yeah, maybe to, maybe to Ben Affleck's ass, maybe. That I, I would sacrifice. <laughs> I would sacrifice myself to Ben Affleck's ass, to be perfectly honest. Or George Clooney's bath suit, pointy bits. Well, <laughs> Don't, don't say the word, Joanne. Don't say the word. Do not so, say the word. At, at this point, you probably fathom that Joanne is here and she's keeping it as clean and pure as the driven snow as she ever does. <laughs> like fuck. <laughs> That's what we say here. Well, Lucifer was an angel too once, so we'll say no more about it. <laughs> yeah. Really, this, this, this episode should be titled Two Girls, One James. Yes. Minus, yes. minus the poo. Yeah. Uh, uh, I actually found out that's what that was about like a couple of months ago. Like someone oh, told dear. me. I never, I, I could hear, I was heard people going on about it and I was like, what the fuck what is this shit? What is this? What is this shit about? And everyone was like, exactly. I was like, what are you on about? Exactly. Just want to put out, I want no shit in this <laughs> at all. That's not a that's not a level of kink that I ever want to aspire to. So that no, will not happen. You, you're not yeah, you're not Scott man. <laughs> uh, do you know what? Actually makes me think that song in the nineties. What was it really about? Yeah, I'm Scott man. I mean how about that one? Yeah. Oh I just feel I'll even thinking about it here, people. That's uh, for the great thing. 
it's no wonder he was stuttering a lot. He's probably trying to get the smell and the taste out of his mouth. <laughs> so, so, so to the listeners, for those who are still tuned in, congratulations. <laughs> golf clap, golf clap. Yeah, definitely golf clap. Uh, so, Gabrielle, please tell us, because... I'm, what I really want to talk about is how all three of us, how we met. But you, well, I'll give a bit of information now. So we met in relation to cosplay and events. So I wonder if you could tell us a bit of how you got into that. <sighs> Accidentally fell into it, I suppose. Um, pretty much was at a pretty low point in my life and a lot of people can do a few years ago I just left a job this had been my dream job after an assault um being diagnosed with PTSD hated anything at all to do with um crowds being out near people um just didn't like it whatsoever and then one day um that's my husband he and I um me being the typical mummy was looking for things to do with the kids at the weekend and saw that there was a comic-con in Belfast I was like okay the boys can go but it works out cheaper <laughs> to get a family ticket. So we'll all go just because it's cheaper. And if us girls don't like it, we'll go to the town and have a coffee or something like that. And the boys can stay totally thinking I'll last about 10 minutes in the event. I was the biggest kid you would ever have met in your life. I was running up to Batman, Batwoman, like <laughs> all these characters. I was, and it was probably the one time I was, Gordon was with me, so I was comfortable in a crowd, but it, how do you describe it? It's like it wasn't a real world because there were so many people there who were not themselves, if that makes sense, but they were not themselves. So it just made me go, do you know what? Yeah. Something I, might, I might look into. So it happened to be like, you know, I'd love to do a redhead because natural ginger, you know, we're not represented enough, you know, Joanne and I will say, power to the gingers. <laughs> there was one really there and I just happened to like, you know, I, I always love the film Brave Merit with Princess Merida. I thought, you know what? She sort of reflected me in a way that she she made a mistake, things went wrong, but she fixed it herself. You know, she didn't necessarily depend on anyone else to fix it. She had to take um, ownership of it to fix it. So I thought, you know, this will be my way. I'll own this person. And as soon as I put on the wig and the costume, I all of a sudden became Scottish and started talking with my Scottish accent and everything. And totally just get into the whole character. And then it just sort of evolved from there, really. Um, that's mm-hmm. how I got into it. Joanne at an event. As I was dressed as Merida. She was dressed as Batwoman. That was many, many years ago. I think yes. we actually, while discussing the definition of an offensive weapon, if I'm totally honest. Yeah. 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 We, we had a moment. <laughs> we, both, we both know. what we Both of us know that we know that we know. But we can't say what we know we know what we know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, are you? Uh-huh. Yeah, you're you. Uh, yeah, yeah, you. Okay, say nothing no more. Um, so that was pretty funny. And then sort of created my own little group, Wish, over here in Northern Ireland, which it's just, it was literally just a group of cosplayers who are now like very much like family to me. We would just go out to events and help raise money for charity. And, you know, it was never about accuracy. It was just about fun and getting out for the day, if I'm totally honest. Um, and then that's pretty much how I got into it. Started with it. And then it's just mm-hmm. sort of, it spiraled into something where I'm now hosting events. Sort of, again, don't know if you want me to go on about that there, because I'm sort of waffling quite a bit here. No, um, no. 
please, please do. I was going to say, how did it lead into? Because there are few shows where you started out in uh, in getting involved with like the cosplay. How did it become the bigger thing that it's become that you're involved with now? Um, ac- again, accidentally, uh, we had a character who was with us before, and I put his name forward for an event because it was like a '90s event, and that's fine. And the organizer of the of Monopoly events asked me to come along too, so I went. And I went as Princess Merida, and it was for a Scottish event. And I thought, you know what, I have to have to be Merida. But there's a fear here because I I do speak Scottish accent when I'm there. I'm like, I'm in Edinburgh here, and if I do this wrong, well, I'm going to get ripped to shreds. You know, <laughs> I might be getting this wrong. So I think it worked out that it was the cosplay competition was happening up the stairs. It was quite a small thing, but the girl who was running it, God bless her, there was nobody there for the stage. There was nobody doing it. I said, oh, shit. And they were like, do you want to do it? And I'm like, oh, fuck. I've never, I think, like, I know I hosted Ginger Pride once, but that was like I introduced a band or something. You know, it was fine. It was a bit of fun. But this is, you know, ooh, this is, I need to, like, host. Not actually, this is like a full hour or so on stage. I need to be witty or something. You know, I need to have a clip. And I I don't think, Joanne's seen me on stage. I don't think I'm funny, but apparently I am. I don't mean to be. Um, yeah, I mean... Uh, definitely that that time that we did the rocky horror thing for banter flicks oh it was the best of fun i was I, well i mostly sexually harassed people but you were <laughs> you, you john sexually harassed I know. Uh, <laughs> I, i've seen i mean sorry to interject but I've, I've seen gabrielle on stage now several times and it always amazes me because i know gabrielle so well and i know, I know what happened and I, I know the difficulties that you know that you've had if you don't mind me putting it that way. Um, oh, no. But but seeing you on stage is just it's just incredible. We we did uh that that actually that, that weekend. Yeah, Liverpool that, that I that mm-hmm. I met you as well at that, James. Um e. uh Gabrielle did her first after show party that night. Um mm-hmm. the cosplay guest myself who who Gabrielle she was our Wrangler for the weekend. She was like our, our she was our wish mama that weekend, making sure we were all right. It was absolutely brilliant. We just stood at the bottom of the stage that night and thought, holy shit, look at that. <laughs> it was unbelievable. In fact, one of the girls started to cry. She was so proud. <laughs> but it was, it was quite an emotional moment because we were we were just having a blast. But just seeing a friend shine that way was extraordinary. Yeah, it was it was literally the most. It's nice to see where it is now, but where it was before was totally like, I mean, I literally got on the stage the first time. and the banter was brilliant and you need the audience for the banter mm-hmm. for definite um i mean we had this guy who was dressed as ming the merciless it was so funny because we had the kids come up for their sweeties at the end and every kid gets a sweet and this guy literally got on his hands and knees to the height of the children and crawled along the stage and i spent that <laughs> cosplay competition getting the crowd to boo him anytime he showed up <laughs> and it was just i just really felt in my hand and i came off wasn't even the stage. It was like a upstairs room, and I came out of it all sort of. Not, I wouldn't say adrenaline as such, because well, it was a little bit of adrenaline, I suppose. But I was sort of like shocked at myself. Do you know what I mean? That I had actually stood on a stage in front of people I did not know, and felt safe, and I didn't actually care if they judged me or not because I had fun with it. And it was the first time I'd ever felt like that. And then it just sort of got fed back to the boss that I'd done a good job, so I'd done the next event, and then the next event, and then it came to Liverpool where. We met yourself. Yeah. And then we hosted the after party, which is I don't go to bars and go to pubs and go to nightclubs. I don't, I just can't 
um, physically do it. It's an uncontrolled environment for me. So I can't, mm -hmm. even in cosplay, it's not something, the difference with the after party is I have my own little room at the side of the stage. So I know I have my area and I know there's people, the only people there are people I know. So that's my control of it, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. But mm -hmm. being on stage doing the after party was just, I think it was one of the biggest achievements I've ever had, if I'm totally honest. I mean, I think it came full circle last year. Um, Joanne wasn't there, unfortunately, but at the after party, Sam Jones, Flash Gordon, actually got up on the stage. After I'd introduced, he'd got all, I got the crowd to cheer for him. I was just doing my thing, just messing about, whatever I'd done. And he came up on the stage behind me and literally lifted me up in the air and says, crowd, cheer for Gabby. Gabby's been brilliant. And I was like, this is surreal. I am being sitting <laughs> in the air by Flash Gordon and he's telling the crowd to cheer for me. That's just. That's wonderful. It, it was just. It, it really was, is. I, I walked off going, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, it was amazing. It was really, really good fun. But that's that's pretty much it. So I cannot wait to get back to conventions and mm -hmm. get back to hosting because it's to me being on the stage hosting. And I think it is my own anxiety that sort of does this is it should never be about me on the stage. It should always be about the cosplayers. I mean, I know you get people who'll host and they'll host the cosplay and they make it very, it's about them. And that's fine. That's how you rock with yourself, do you? But I'm very, I'll make it funny and enjoyable for you, but I want to make the cosplayer feel safe on the stage. I want to make them feel like it might be their first time in a costume. It mightn't be the most accurate costume. It might be a bloody set of pajamas. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. I want them to feel safe. I want them to feel secure. And I'll make sure the woe betide anyone does not cheer in that audience because I will single them out. I'm very that sort of person. I will single someone in the crowd out and get them up on the stage and make them floss if they've done something <laughs> that's um, not disrespectful in a way. But if it's, if it's sort of like, you know, we're trying to cheer these people on because I know I have issues in other cosplay, not to say everyone in the cosplay community is mental because we're not. <laughs> but there are people who, you know, you'd be nervous getting on the stage and you want people to give you that love. And, you know, that cheer might be something that makes a difference for your weekend. And that's that's pretty much it. So, yeah, that waffle, that waffle, that <laughs> load of stripe <laughs> on my mind is why I got into it and how it sort of spiraled into what it is now and something I love. And I, I think, I think I we are all mental. I think we are all metal, though. Oh. I sort of laughed there. We're not metal, yeah. but we are. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think so, it's something that I've sort of got good at. I mean, my drama teacher would certainly be proud. My drama teacher from secondary school would be absolutely jumping for joy right now if she knew what I was doing. So she would. She would be like, so, she always said it. You'd end up doing something on stage. So she'd be happy. <laughs> so I was going to say, because obviously you'd said that there are issues that, um, that are with regard to sort of like interaction with crowds of people. I'm not going to, I don't want to go into that. I'm just going to say or ask, how did you get over that to be able to do the things you do? Because the first time I ever met you, you were talking, well, I met both of you at this the uh, Comic-Con in Liverpool, I think it's mm -hmm. about two, two, three years ago. You know, you're on a stage, you're talking to people, you're introducing stuff, you've got people on there with you. You basically were the life and soul of this event. You were, It was all structured around you talking to people. So how on earth do you go from something where that is problematic to being able to do that? And what would you say was the biggest challenge of it? I'm not myself. That's, <laughs> that's, you will not see me doing it if I was if I was. Uh, in my own clothes if I was there as myself mm -hmm. I would not be 
to see. I mean, I found that out last year actually at Liverpool Comic Con. It's a three. It was three days last year, and on the Friday, I was working. Um, there was no cosplay stuff going on. It was just I was working. I was wrangling with some of the celebs and stuff, and just making sure things were ready to go for the weekend. And I thought I was fine because I was busy. But I actually had a point. And there's a picture of me, and it's all joking aside. I'm hiding under the table. And I needed to go away. I needed to not be in that moment by myself. I needed to not be in a situation. I couldn't. And it sounds like I'm pure barking, but I'm not. Just I just didn't feel like I'm me. So someone could see me and someone could want to attack me because of me. But whereas I'm a character... Even if I'm a villain, even if I'm dressed up as a villain, no one's going to want to tag me because it's all make-believe. It's all safe, if that makes any sense whatsoever. That So it's something that I'm not entirely over. And I'll, I've will i always mm. been very honest about it. Like Joanne will tell you, I'm very honest and open about it. I mm. attach from behind. And that's my issue. It's that I never saw it coming. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's where my, uh, my fear is as such. So I'm mm-hmm. definitely not over it. But the cosplay is, so, and I can't thank Monopoly and Andy and all enough for for the difference they've made in me. Because even in the short time I've known Joanne, the difference in me is like night and day. Like, mm-hmm. it's totally different. So I will be eternally grateful to cosplay and them for that, because that would be the only reason I'm in costume. And even if it's just my greatest showman costume, I think that was one of the ones where I introduced the Power Rangers and stuff on the stage in that one, which is that, still surreal. That's the one that- yeah, that's the one I I remember first seeing you in. So, talking about the the cosplay aspect, what is your favourite uh, cosplay for yourself, and and how did you go about choosing it? Oh, it'll be Merida. Oh, it'll just it'll just Merida, just for the reasons that I'd give before. Just Merida will always yeah, be yeah. my favourite. Um, if I had a close second, I would say The Greatest Showman. Because um, mm-hmm. that's what I actually host. I host the after parties as the greatest showman, you know, because it's, it's just something nice and it's easy to move in as well. Yeah. You don't need to have a constant derobing bathroom break. It's just a case of go and you're fine. But um, if when yeah, you've always seen the movie Greatest Showman, I'm assuming, but you see someone who gets knocked down and builds up a group of people who are sort of different in their own way, which to me was my, my, my wish family, my group of cosplayers around me that I know and I love and I have them now all over the UK which is great so they were all around me and they helped we all helped build each other up into something of a really nice team and group so that's like it always makes me cry and always makes me want to cry now talking about it but he and he, while I know the real PT Barnum was a bit of a prick the film <laughs> the villain Hugh Jackman <laughs> version of him is definitely something that it reflected in me that way so that was one cosplay that I wanted to do without you know, I'm very a cosplay will reflect me and who I am, and if I don't feel the character, I'll not do it. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like Joanne. You know what it's like because you do Catwoman for the same. It's something that oh yeah, you. and how you feel about yeah. things. It's it need to me. It needs to mean something. I think there's Absolutely. only one character I want to do. That's not. It's not that it means something to me. It's just a childhood one I always grew up loving. I do Sonya Blade from Mortal Kombat. That's fine, and that's probably because she was the only real female that I felt comfortable doing because all the others exposed like a lot of skin and I am not that comfortable you know I can't we can't all be as gorgeous as Joanne here you know it's <laughs> <laughs> all smoke and mirrors believe you me message you have abs for day so shush go wash your clothes on your stomach um, but the, um, I, Scorpio was always my favorite character always was mm-hmm. get over here and I want to do a female version of him 
And now because I've been in the cosplay world so long, I know it's okay to do gender bend versions of things. So that's my only one. It doesn't mean anything. It's not something that's in, like, you know, a deep rooted um, meaning behind it. It's just, it's something I'm excited, want to have a bit of fun with, just sort of to see how it feels, if that makes any sense at all. But yeah, that's it. it. Feels, yeah, it <laughs> so what's the most, and I bet I've asked you this as well, Joanne, but what for you, Gabrielle, was the most challenging costume? Or your least favourite? Well, or both, in fact. Challenge and least favourite. Uh, uh, I might offend the maker of the costume. Oh, dear. I love the costume. <laughs> Is this the one I'm thinking of? Yeah, I love it. I do love it because, my bless my husband, he worked so hard on it. But my Mandalorian, I love it. And it's approved and it is I do adore the costume for the re- it has been made by my husband and it fits me perfectly but mm-hmm. it's not one I can wear realistically at an event because I do so much work at an mm-hmm. event I'm running around and I use do you want to tell you I forget to drink I forget to eat I generally forget to do anything that's yeah. healthy today um it would it would entail literally taking off a mountain of armor and then a flight suit just to get to the bathroom and then you would need someone to physically help. And I just, it's, to me, that's just cumbersome. And I, if it was an event I was going to where I just got to have fun, I would probably enjoy it. But because I do so much, that's probably the only reason I don't like it is because I don't get to enjoy it as much as the others, if that makes sense. And if you, if you can believe it, I'm short. I'm five foot one. But for some reason, when I put on the Mandalorian, I seem shorter. I don't, I don't okay. know. Okay. <laughs> that's and interesting. I like I look like a hobbit dressed as a mando and it's so bizarre my eyes shrink all of a sudden it's like I'm meant to look intimidating but I look like I'm the, the you know the bring your child to work day Mandalorian it's like so bad <laughs> <laughs> here's one we forgot sort of thing but yeah that would that would be it would be only for that reason because I do I can't say I don't dislike any of them I bought I bought a Captain Marvel cosplay and I liked it but it was pure leather I was so heavy and I ended up selling it. I think I wore it twice in the garden and got rid of it because I didn't it just didn't feel right to me, if that makes any sense. I'm very it has to feel right to me. So yeah, that's it. But that would be the only reason, just because it's not um practical. So the big question I want to ask is because you did touch upon this earlier and uh also you have Joanne here as well. Say hello, John. We've not forgotten about you. Oh, um, no, no, sir. I'm actually enjoying listening to Gabrielle. It is. There's a couple of wee bits here that I didn't know. Yeah. And that wasn't the costume I thought she was going to say, but I'll message her later. What do you think? I thought it was one, not one that uh, has a mask that you weren't happy about. The one you have? No, no. One what? I won't have. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, we're backwards. Um... Uh, no, not that one. Oh. No, no, another one. See, that, oh, that's the one that I, I think I know which one you meant. Yes, the back. I, I, if it's the one I think you're thinking of, I won't say because I don't want to diss the person exactly. you did me against. Do you want to fuck Sorry it? Sorry about that, grand, folks. Grand, 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 you should, you should, <laughs> at this point, the salty tadpoles are all completely lost. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's so bad. I feel bad, and I do feel bad. I'm... I think I forgot about it. I genuinely just put it out of my second head, if I'm honest, because oh, I've shown this. I was, oh, it's hard to even describe it. Like, you haven't seen the face. Um, <laughs> you've done it before, like before and after seeing it, it's shocking. Um, my face does not hide anything. So if I don't like it, you, you will see it clear as day that I do not like something. Mm-hmm. And it 
can't help it. I am just terrible. Um, it's just horrific. But I love, I've always loved The Grand High Witch. Always mm-hmm. loved it. The original Roald Dahl, do not get me started on that fucking remake with Anne Hathaway. Brilliant actress, but she was like, <laughs> terrible. Uh, but the, you know, Angelica Houston, fucking loved it, right? And as my thank you from Monopoly for doing this job, I do. Um, they were getting this created for me. It was brilliant. And the amazing Chris Lyons, the FX guy, done me this spe- these spectacular teeth molded in my mind. And the teeth were amazing, right? So I'm all excited. I've got mm-hmm. my teeth. Yo! I've seen the the, the head piece of the, the mask that's being created that looks unreal. It looks exactly like it should. And I'm like, oh, God, this is brilliant. This is brilliant. This is brilliant. Uh, <laughs> and then came the unveil. And I swear to God, James, it was like someone punched me in my core. Mm. Wow. I, I, like the whole, there was no lips. The lips had been cut out altogether, right? So there was like this gaping hole where the, the, the mouth should have been. Where my, like I have a big mouth, yeah, granted, but not that big. So they had to overline my lips, like half of my chin was covered and up to my nose was covered in lipstick, right? They had big holes mm-hmm. where the eyes were. Up to my eyebrows were covered in blue to cover the eyeshadow. And it was, I couldn't talk. The nose fell off. I mean, it was the girl's first time making it, so fair play to her. Mm. She's done a good job for her first time making it, but for what it should have been, it it broke my heart because if they hadn't have sent me the original cast they had made, mm. which was perfect, like it had the ears and everything, if they hadn't have sent me that, I wouldn't have expected anything. But because they... Oh, God. The, the picture they sent was amazing. And then... Mm. I'll, I'll show you the picture afterwards, my face. What it was because the photographer Alan who caught it, he caught the picture as it was shown to me, and you can see just sheer the wind out of my sails. And I enjoy doing that character, mm-hmm. but it took a lot for me to do it again. Like I'd done it at, a, at an event um, for the for the witches actually for Brand Reflex actually, um, and I enjoyed it. And it scared the kids, so it served its purpose. And I'd done my German accent, I'd done all as best I could, but it was just like. Oh, the pain. That would be the one I, I dislike the most. I mm-hmm. don't hear it. I lie. <laughs> I, uh, I just, I'm just, I was just disappointed in it. And it broke my, I think I dislike it for that reason, that it was just a, a heart wrench. It was gut-wrenching when I saw it, if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? That They've done a good job for the first time, um, but it was just something, I mean, Oh, I have to send you pictures. That's all I can say. Well, I'll just send you pictures. Well, shifting, shifting gears from that, the big question I want to ask that I've always wanted to know, and you kind of touched upon it earlier, is how and where did you two meet? At a church. <laughs> oh, no, of all places. Yeah, I church off. Church off. Well, yeah, I didn't get hit by lightning, which was surprised <laughs> that day. You didn't surprised me, that. anyway. Even with your offensive weapons, it's the batarang thingy, Majiggy. Yes, that's right. It's razor sharp batarangs. Yeah. <laughs> you can take that story. Oh, uh, yeah. So I'm starting uh, in, in Catwoman, uh, not Catwoman, flip me, I'm obsessed with Catwoman, <laughs> Batwoman, and uh, Gabrielle and her hobby were there. And um, Gabrielle was in this beautiful Merida, and hobby was in, it was a desert camo type um, Mandalorian. This is, this is his. It's still the same suit now, but it's had a couple of resprays. And I actually really like the camo version as well, yeah. Gabriel. Thought it yeah, was really it, that cool. Was, that's not that's 
first approved Manda, but then he upgraded it to brigades, like heavy armor, shock infantry. Uh, I have no idea. So, that, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember so, the one well. <laughs> yeah, so I'm standing there with my batarangs in my hand, as you do, and uh, these are these are legal, <laughs> these batarangs. They're, they're razor sharp. I had bought them in MCM Belfast. It must have been mm-hmm. about six years ago. But the edges are really sharp, so I don't usually take them out too often because I have more environmentally friendly ones. Like that I suppose. day, so it was understandable. <laughs> yeah. So, well, this is it. Kids were near me. I was going to cut their throats if they'd come any close. And, <laughs> and Gabrielle says, let me see your battering. And, uh, and just, just, that's really sharp. And I says, it's not a prohibited item. <laughs> we both put it under law. What a prohibited, prohibited article is, or isn't it prohibited? And uh, we both thought, okay. adopted. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we, we had a wee conversation about things. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, we realised we had an awful lot of similarities in life. And we just really hit mm-hmm. it off. And mm-hmm. we kept in contact an awful lot. And then uh, something happened. A, a mutual people, friend. People happened. People happened. people happened. Yes, people happened and got in the way that that we we sort of grew apart. And then a, a couple of years later, it's about three years ago this year, maybe we were at the same event, and Gabrielle mm-hmm. came up to warn me about some kids outside that were being wee dicks, as we would say here, and uh, messing about and getting into trouble. And we were in costume. Mm-hmm. She says, "Look, watch out for them." And she said to me, "Look, I don't know what happened, but." Basically, can we get past it? And I thought, well, that is the bravest thing I have ever seen anybody do. Because I'll be honest, you see, once I fall out with somebody, generally speaking, I never talk to them again. I'm quite bitter that way. And I thought, well, that's all credit to Gabrielle. And the more student I thought about it that day, and I thought, she's absolutely right. There's no reason for this. And just the friendship just blossomed again from there because we had got on really well before. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really quite romantic. And we just got closer yeah. and closer. I love you. <laughs> I know, and it's just, and, and we've we've been there now for each other. What well, must be a good three years now, and it was nice to that day. My eyes was open to like I'd heard things, and my eyes were mm-hmm. open that day to characteristics yes. that were not um, slightly stalker esque in ways. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think it's actually worth pointing out. Just generally in life, that especially now in terms of lockdown and the separation mm. from people as well, I'm going to get very deep meaningful here, which is not like me. That I need to get the something or the stopping music. And, and, and anything like I'm not usually stopping, but sometimes it's good to reflect on things. And yeah. what what you what you have done wrong, I think sometimes it's very easy, and I've heard this described as well. We have our own motivated reasoning where sometimes you you will excuse yourself. You think, well, I have all these reasons for what I did. But then you don't apply that same forgiveness to someone else. You automatically think they're they're in it up to no good. But actually, they had their own reasons and their own justification at that time, too. And that can be very, very difficult to get beyond. And yeah, yeah, it's some people, some people are not worth it. There's absolutely no. no doubt, but there are there's some people that I would never have anything to do with again. That's it. There are some people that maybe you know, they get so many again for you know yeah. when a whole community when a whole community is sort of like don't really like bothering with you. It sort of says a bit more 
about them than do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anything, but like um, yeah, uh, uh, nobody's fallible. We're all infallible, yeah. and we all we're all an asshole to somebody. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're all just so, there, there's always somebody out there that, that thinks okay. you're an asshole. Joanne and I never we never actually fell out. We just stopped mm. talking. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's just people got in talking. the way. Yeah. yeah. And then if you listen to people who were doing the start, it was like, oh, this is fantastic. And you're like, I, I, I'm too stupid to bitch. If I'm doing it all the time, it's like, you know what? My, like I said, my face gives it away if I don't like you. So there's a pretty much no very quick if I'm not impressed with you. Um, Joanne has seen that face. Yes. <laughs> and then that, I have to say, um, you are one of the most forgiving people that I know. Walk over. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, but whenever, whenever you draw the, I know, but whenever you do draw the line with somebody, that mean that's it. You really draw the. This is all getting very personal here today. Yeah. This is like, just... like a sort of kind of. See, I I knew training when I did. I have done training counselling. I knew it would finally become some use to me right. in life. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, we have that as feeling words. I feel. <laughs> I, I feel I want this. I feel like chicken tonight, but I don't think that's right. <laughs> I, I, I'm also just just to say for both of you, I am making important notes for myself, which generally say things like, "Don't piss off either of these people." <laughs> and underline that several times. Yeah, we. Yeah, once we go the opposite direction, yeah, I think it's a ginger thing. It has well, to be. Uh, well, well, for me, it's, for a, me, it's, it's definitely the Scorpio. I mean, I'm born. I obviously, I'm born on the Libra cusp, so I'm like literally half an hour into Scorpio. So I'm sort of Libra there as well, which means I can balance things out and I can, you know, I can weigh things. And this is where Joanne says I'm quite forgiving. I'm basically a walkover a lot, but it's sort of become no, so. it's sort of become known that it's got to a point that I no longer want anything to do with you. Then there's something wrong. There's something. It's like you commit if you you're fucking Harry Potter and you've said have had a cadaver or something, you know, it's the unforgivable. It's something on <laughs> something has been done that's that bad that I can't get past it. And I can get past mm. like a lot. Mm. Do you know? Do, do you know the yeah, funny yeah, thing actually? Yeah. Yeah. No, I was just no, gonna go say on. the funny thing about the two of us but with Gabrielle and I, we're like mm-hmm. Mulder and Scully. Uh, I'm yeah. a Scully and the real skeptic. <laughs> we just we just got yeah. with this the other month. Actually, we had this co- yeah. and we, we thought, right, we'll have to do this. As a cosplay yeah. sometime, I'm Scully, where I'm really sceptical and science-based and uh, evidence-based and whatever. And Gabrielle is more into the, what I would call the magical thinking side of things, the mysticism, the the pagan and stuff. And I'm the Satanist, but who doesn't believe in Satan or God or anything? Yeah. And it's... Like, I'm, it's, I'm uh, science too. Like, I'll take things that are proven as well, like, and... Like, I will think, and I think, this sounds stupid, and this is all I think how the best way to describe how I believe it. Like, I believe in facts and I believe in other stuff. But I think I watched an episode of Young Sheldon, and Young Sheldon described how I would feel perfectly in that, yes, scientifically, the big bang happened. Okay? That's fine. So, scientifically, that's proven. Blah, blah, blah. But if you want to believe in something out there, something has to keep these things in a certain place in a certain way to make these things sort of happen in that so I can't remember I'm not to find the scene and send it because whatever way he explained it was like it sort of summed up that I'm not one of these like fucking flat earther believe in mental shit because oh it I'll believe in the science but I, I like to believe there's something else 
if that makes sense at all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I definitely uh, believe in aliens. I definitely believe in aliens. I'm, I'm just going to say something that's occurred to me <laughs> from my, as, as life is, this is going to be continuing for me, this podcast, is there is now an element of fear that's in me. <laughs> I am surrounded by three gingers, three yes. soulless gingers. Oh, yeah. God, what have I done? Uh, you love a redhead, James. <laughs> Men always tell me they love a redhead. Joanne believes she's soulless. I have a soul. <laughs> and I will, I'm <laughs> sure I will pray. I will pray for Joanne's soul, even though she'll believe it. That's me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> and it's so funny because yeah, we I... do have these deep discussions. And it's amazing how we can, you know, people will get offended, like, but hurt because, oh, you don't believe the same as me. And, oh, you're talking shite. But we actually sit and, like, you know, yeah, talk it talk out. It out. Your mm-hmm. I think that's that's amazing because people do get butthurt about things when they shouldn't. You know, it's like yeah. just, just other people have different beliefs, so shush, wind your neck in. It's like people who say COVID's not real. It's like shut up. Oh, shut gosh. Oh, yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it away from the the from this because this can only end badly if we start discussing the uh, the anti-vaxxers and the people who don't believe in COVID. So I'm, I'm gonna put us back on track. With yeah, this, this my temper, so, my, my, my blood pressure would go up. Deep <laughs> breath, not have yeah. Inhale. I need to, yeah, I need to, I'm going to say one thing. So it would be, I'm written in testing what's left of my pathetically damaged memory. Uh, it'd be what, three years ago that we all met? And to set okay. the scene, it was the Liverpool Comic Con. Mm-hmm. I was there as the uh, the reporter for this here podcast, uh, and I was going around talking to people, and I ended up meeting uh, both of you. And the, we do have photographic evidence to prove this. Uh, and on the day, I think now the the highlight memory for me is obviously that I got to speak to you both, but I still remember you were both on stage talking about getting into cosplay, uh, and. This 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 silly reporter from Talking Codwallop stuck his hand up, got to ask you both a question, uh, and was lucky enough to actually get pictures with you both. And it was yeah, that's just that was a really brilliant memory I've got of the, got at the time. Um, so thank you obviously for doing that, and uh, it was a really great thing to be able to meet you both doing that. Um, sure, you still remember Joanne? She dropped her cat. <laughs> Uh, I was dressed as Ripley. <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> yeah. My heart has never, never sunk so deep in all my days. She's gonna say the word. She's gonna say I have, I, yeah. yeah, I remember. That. <laughs> I, I had, I had never been a cosplay guest. I had worked conventions with the five hundred first, the Emerald Garrison, and with the judges group, but I'd never. And which I always used to get into trouble all the time for my smut and my dancing inappropriately. I'm bisexual innuendos. I really get in trouble everywhere. But because it was kind of... Isn't that, Joanne, isn't that Gabrielle just a normal had, day for you? Yeah, but <laughs> I didn't want to let Gabrielle down that weekend because, you know, I thought, I want to get invited back again. I don't want to get into trouble because it just seems to follow me no matter where I go. And I thought, I need to I need to be a wee bit more careful. So on stage that day, I'm dressed as, as Ripley and Jonesy's sitting on my knee, the cat. And... And, and Jonesy fell off my lap <laughs> and I seen Gabrielle's eyes going about six feet high her eyebrows going oh don't you say it don't you say it I went uh, I've dropped my my cat I just, <laughs> just, 
<laughs> and we kind of made a joke about it, and the audience knew rightly what that was. But of course, then that weekend as well, you met Gabrielle and her mm-hmm. reversible cat woman. Oh, don't. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, do, I, I do remember that costume. I was, I was marveling at that costume. <laughs> oh, yes. The only thing I enjoyed about the costume is I got the whip. I think I whipped Gordon, and I actually, he said, he think he was being funny. I think I whipped a few people who were like being funny, like, oh, you couldn't crack it. Like, I can crack it really well. Like, I mm. get myself cracking that. And Gordon's like, yeah, you couldn't get me. And I went, and I literally, the little ball at the end of it just clinked him clean on the butt. He had a wealth, stone cracker wealth for a couple of days. He never, he never questioned it again. <laughs> There's a great oh, photograph, actually, of Gabrielle, because we, we did a, a photo shoot for, um, Gabrielle had arranged it through Wish with one of the local camera clubs here, and it was for charity. And I was dressed as mm-hmm. Batwoman that night, and Gabrielle was in her reversible Catwoman. Uh, with, with, and there's a great photograph of her whip wrapped around my throat, pulling me backwards <laughs> dressed as Batwoman. <laughs> yeah. I have not set. seen that. That <laughs> sounds pretty damn cool. I actually... I, I don't like it because I look like I have 20 chin chins. I look oh, like I have no, more chins. Brilliant. Than no, I just, I'm just very paranoid about my chin, you know. <laughs> I, I loved you in that suit. I thought that suit was really good. And the funny thing was that when Gabrielle says, I think they're selling it, I thought, oh, no, I'd definitely be interested. I said, the only thing I'm a bit worried is that you've got a zip up the front and Michelle's has a zip up the back. And she went, but how else are you supposed to get into it? And I went, oh, it's fair enough point. So I did a bit of research. And uh, <laughs> about two days later, I sent Gabrielle a photograph of the back of Catwoman's suit and the front of her suit from that photo shoot that we did that night and said, look, you had it on back to front. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. And Gabrielle at the time said, tell nobody, don't tell anybody. And about three months later, we did, um, you were doing a live feed for Monopoly. Monopoly. Remember? Yeah, do you remember? Because they couldn't have their, their event, they did it online. And Gabrielle the told the story that night. <laughs> yes, because we couldn't be too close to each other. So we're outside doing this. And Gabrielle told the story. And I just I just laughed so hard. Now I have to admit. Uh, was, you have to own it. You, you fuck up. Oh, you yeah. own it. Totally own it. You know, I actually told the story <laughs> as well. I think I told it a wee bit more. When we did the Batman Returns Catwoman mm-hmm. episode, or sorry, yep, Batman yep. Returns episode, and uh, I yep. just I went into hysterics actually, and I told that story because <laughs> it was it was so funny. And when I took it down to Maison de Cato, I uh, Kate who who does the costumes with me, I said, look, this is Gabrielle's been wearing this back to front. <laughs> <laughs> she she of she course. just cracked. Certainly, oh. cracked. Label and it would tell you away the back. I knew that was the only thing. There was a fucking label on it as well. So, but there's no label. Oh, hang on. Yes, there is a label. I've just seen the label. No. Because I said, look, well, what size is it? I don't know. There's no label on it. Got a message about 10 minutes later. Yeah, found the size. And I can see now that I've had it on back to front. Oh, the horror. It's hilarious. The fucking horror. Oh, my God, the horror. At least I have my cat claws. Keep them. They're fine. Oh, yeah. Keep my cat claws. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Gordon, Gabrielle's husband, has made this yes. most amazing set of Catwoman claws. And um, they're from the actual Singer sewing machine parts. So I thought, oh, those are fantastic. Really want a set. Still hoping that he and I will get together sometime to, to make a set. But I thought... Um, um, in, in, in March, whenever it's lifted, hopefully. 
Oh yeah, exactly. And but I thought, right, I kind of need a slightly more uh, convention friendly set in case I'm at a, a mm. case of, it's an event I'm not working at. So I've made a set recently, actually, and I think they come out really well. I'm They're really chuffed with them. They are fabulous. Like, uh, I mean, the ones I have would cut where they would cut you. Like, there's no. Oh, they would. Oh, the fuck, they do damage. Yeah, they they would cut a bitch. Yeah, I'm failing. I'm fa- see. I'm failing miserably because I've still not done any cosplay stuff, and I know I always keep saying I should do it, but I simply am just at a loss of what I could actually do. So that could be one that us three we will have to sit down and put our brain, you know, ha- stick our heads together. Uh, I don't know if we can use the term brainstorm anymore, but discuss what I could cosplay as or who I could cosplay as. Um, so. One one other thing I want to ask Gabrielle is obviously you get to meet an awful lot of celebrities. I do. What has been the the most? What has been the one that really has meant the most to you? Oh, oh you're gonna make me cry. <laughs> you're gonna make me cry. Oh. Um, Joanne, know who it is? There's there's been a few that have meant a lot to me. Like a lot of them have for different reasons. But um, it was whenever growing up, I found the easiest shit like. But growing up, I always watched Police Academy and uh, growing up where I grew up, I always wanted to be in the police, right? But you couldn't want to be in the police where we were from. And I had this belief that being in the police was like Police Academy. Do you know what I mean? So I I wanted to be hooks. I'm short, I'm tiny, but by God mm. help you, 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 you know, you mess with me. And I loved hooks. I loved Le- mm. Leslie Easterbrook as well, you know, Callahan. Um, mm-hmm. She was like badass female who didn't give a shit she trained with the boys and whenever I did get into the job that's how I trained but Hooks was mm. always Marion Ramsey was always my um hero um she was always who I wanted to be and then it came to I think it was for the love of 80s or comic-con Manchester and um Michael Winslow Leslie Sturbridge Steve Gutenberg Marion Ramsey were all there and got to meet them all um and I sat with Leslie and told her how she inspired me to do the fitness stuff and I sort of not avoided Marion but I knew there was a great chance I would cry <laughs> her. I'd already started crying when I met Leslie and Joanne knows I'm a, I, I can be tough as nails but I cry at everything I'm such a sappy shit it's so shocking but I sat with Marion and she pulled me aside and I told her what she meant to me and how she inspired me mm-hmm. to join the job and, da, 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 and told her a bit about my story and she cried I cried I was a wreck and um, she went to the after party with me. She sang happy birthday to me. She we chatted for hours that night. I didn't want to leave. Um, mm. And she became a really good friend. Um, we spoke once a month. We spoke on WhatsApp, um, wrote to each other. Um, she inspired me to write the book that I'm writing. And then, yeah, she'd be the one that meant the most. So when she passed this year, mm-hmm. it broke my Like, Joanne will tell you, I was in, I was, mm. I was in bits. She was really... She she was like my full circle. I grew up mm-hmm. wanting to be to be hooks. I became it in the job, and then I became I got to meet her and call her a friend. So I literally, even though a significant age difference, she was amazing. She was a single woman who didn't ever want to settle down. She was happy doing what she'd done. She was proud of herself. She was proud of everything. She had no shame. She had no fear. She was just be amazing and she meant more to me than anything she would definitely be i'll always have that if you know what i mean mm-hmm. and that is one of the amazing things of going to these sort of events to get to meet people who you know really have 
positively impacted upon people's lives. I know I've had that that happen where I've met people, and it is just a, a wonderful thing that I think people probably don't so much understand about going to sort of the, uh, the you know the film comic or whatever events that, that they are. That it's not just a thing going to it as a fan. For a lot of people, it's a real emotional event for them they, you know the meeting somebody's have to had a real impact on their yeah. lives and i sometimes have that where i have to like pinch myself where i've got yeah. to really get have an in-depth conversation spend time with people and even contact them after the events and have you know a, a, a friendship with people and you think you know these are people i remember seeing as a child on television or in films and in the back of your mind you're going oh my god i'm actually in the presence now <laughs> it's I very mean, very surreal i think it became surreal to me was the after party i was telling you there 20 we were lucky we got march we got comic-con liverpool just before the lockdown happened um and we got to go to the after party um yeah. i grew up with sabrina cast i grew up with fresh prince of bel-air cast uh i grew up with them not physically people listening on tv we all did we all grew up with them in our living rooms but um <laughs> melissa joan hart Jenna Lee, uh, Ross Begley. Ross Begley was DJing. So I got to host an event that he was DJing. We got to party together. I got to dance with Sabrina and Libby Chetler from Sabrina, the, the original Sabrina. Like this was, this was just, and they were there cheering mm-hmm. me on. Do you know, it was, it was like, it, it was just one of those moments where you're like, this, I have a selfie of me partying in a bar with these guys. This is unreal. This is just, you know, these are people I grew up with that I'm now, I am now lucky enough to call a lot of them friends which is really good. I have to say mm. it's very, very fortunate. So don't be wrong, I've had my letdowns with people, but I think we all get that when you, you know, the whole thing, don't meet your heroes and stuff. But thankfully I haven't, oh, yeah. I haven't, met, I haven't met a hero that's let me down. I've, other people's heroes I've met that let me down, but I'm happy with who I've met so far. I, 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 won't, I, I won't ask for any bad. I won't ask for any bad ones, but I am going to ask if you've got any embarrassing ones because I, I, I can think of one that I know Joanne's had Danny Glover, but um, <laughs> you think you get away with things, but no, somebody notices when you try to kiss Danny Glover. <laughs> Mine would be, I have to say, there's sort of two, and one wasn't so much in. in it was whenever I think it was Dublin Comic Con actually, and I met Dean Cain for the first time. I was in the queue, and I I have no patience, so I do not queue. I just can't do it. I have no patience. <laughs> but for this man, I was waiting, and I became the queue marshal. Like some of the queues have to be really windy. Some motherfuckers kept trying to jump in in front of me because they thought that's where the queue ended. And I'm like, no, nope, follow it on round. Like, and the guy who worked there was like, you can take a job, mate. If it gets me to the front. I will be happy, but for now, get the fuck to the back of the queue. I'm here. I mean, God help anyone. And it turned into this bit of a joke, right? And then it came, I was getting closer and closer, and I was starting to physically shake. And I, I, I can't think I've ever reacted like that in all my life. And it came, and I was like, nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong. And he's like, oh, you're shaking. And I'm like, yeah, he's like, oh, do you want to hug him again, please? And he goes, you're so tiny. And I'm like, thank you. And the assistant goes, you can't say that. And I'm like, he can say what he wants. <laughs> Just hug me. Just hold me. And that was like, I was like, <laughs> I was shaking, so close to crying. It was just, and it wasn't like meeting Marion all right. I was, I had a crush on this, this guy, like from I was so young. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, swoon dying. Like, you know, oh, I was getting a bit moist in places I probably shouldn't have been. I was like, oh my God, I'm dying, I'm dying. I'm dying. And Gordon is going, and it's the team king who's the Gordon. <laughs> Do you want to get in the picture too? And I went, no. <laughs> <laughs> Gordon sort of stepped back like 
all right, <laughs> Jesus Christ, child. Like, you know, this is, this is our moment. And it was okay, this is our moment. And that was fine. So I thought, I walked away thinking, Christ almighty, I have my autograph, I have my photo. I'm just dead. I'm just like, I can't believe this shit. Cloud nine. <laughs> and then it came to a Monopoly events Comic Con Liverpool. The one we met at where he was at it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep. And you think it's been nearly two years since Dublin or whatever. Yeah. I've met you before. Oh, fuck. Sorry, <laughs> 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 he's like, you were in Ireland, was it? I was like, yeah, 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 Dublin. He's like, yeah, is your husband here at this time? I'm like, I He's still not getting the picture. <laughs> like, fuck. The things to be remembered for. But there was that, definitely. But, um, one of the funny ones with Monopoly, it almost seems like I'm going to sound like a pervert. <laughs> so I have to, I'm going to take a Google. But Peter Facinelli, you know, the guy who played Carlisle Cullen in Twilight. Now, my God, the man mm-hmm. is beautiful. Sweet. Baby Jesus, he is beautiful, right? And Aurora was dressed as a beautiful Volturi vampire. She was, um, Monopoly had her posing in the photographs with Peter for the fans and stuff, along with some dire wolves. Mm-hmm. So pretty cool, right? Um, it was a pretty amazing thing to do. And then it came to, I was allowed my picture with him. And he goes to Aurora, Mon, you do it too. I'll show you how to bite, right? And he lifts my wrist. I'm fucking swooning thinking about it. He lifts my wrist. <laughs> he puts my wrist in his mouth, right? And his lips lock on my wrist. And I'm like, Mother Jesus, Mother Jesus, Mother Jesus, right? And he, his, his tongue literally, like, fucking licks my wrist, I swear, to baby Jesus and all that's holy. I, I, in the words of Joanne, I'm going to cream myself. I didn't know what to do because my daughter. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I was blushing. I couldn't physically fucking speak. I couldn't even. I, I, I should. I should add speak. here actually that Aurora is Gabrielle's daughter. So her daughter. daughter's seeing her mum just having a hot moment. I was <laughs> going to say how. I think the picture I was. I not who it was, but yeah. How did she handle that? He done it so beautifully, right? Because he was like, no, you just do that. He was really directing Aurora. Because Aurora's on the other wrist doing the exact same thing. But obviously he didn't have her tongue out. <laughs> and I'm like, baby Jesus. Oh. And it's just the picture of me. Like, I look shocked. But I'm like, this is not that. I'm dying. <laughs> I don't know. So I think it's a moment too. Um, oh, my God. It's such a beautiful moment. One will be remembered forever. For, for those who are just tuning in, welcome to the X-rated portion of the show. <laughs> This, this is the woman who said, oh, no, I'm the clean one. I'm quite a prude. Yeah, I was just, do you know, I was just she's thinking having an that. orgasm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, having an orgasm in London Comic Con. I think I think I did. I think I, I think I organized it. And the words of what is it? Was it a film? I'm telling you, she's like, I had an organism. An organism. Almost yeah. organism. <laughs> you needed some lady alone time with that man. That's yeah. what you needed. Do, do, yeah, Joanne, I think you've got a challenge you to the smut queen. Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. Joanne takes that. I can, just, I can just openly talk about embarrassing moments like that where I died. I'm even red thinking about it. But Joanne knows. There's, there's Joanne knows the word. The word, Joanne. There's a word, I, how much of a prude I am, right? There's a word I cannot say, nor can I really have it said around me because I get embarrassed by it. And it's, it, it's just the word cunt. No, that word is fine. It's not, well, it's not fine. It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's, it's it's a normal word right and if it's said around me like around me I can ignore it because I can just like ignore it but if it's said in a conversation to me I can feel myself getting red right and it's happened it's so bad so bad um and Gordon and a couple of us caught on to this at one point this is many many years ago in a call centre right and 
they kept saying the word over and over again in the in this smutty way it was intended, even though it's totally normal word. Not wrong with the fucking word. But if, if it's wrong, it'd be wrong. So they said this word over and over, and I can feel myself getting redder and redder and redder and redder. And I can also feel my top lip starting to stick to my gum because my mouth is that dry. I'm literally like scundered for all life. Like my lip is stuck to my gum. And then I hit the dirt. It embarrassed me that much that I faint. Wow. Uh, Joanne, do you know what this word is? Do you know what? I'm trying to think what it is. It's not moist, is it? Because you said moist earlier. Um, That's fine. Moist is moist. You do know what it is. The deal I'm going to get is, Joanne, if you can work out what it is, for when we next all meet up, just send me it, and I'll just see if I can drop it into conversation. End the call. I will end the call. I will end it. There would be no, it would just be like, I couldn't do it. Even now, I can feel my top, my gum, <laughs> drying out. Even <laughs> you, know, you know what? We actually need to get the salty tadpoles in on this. Yes. Because I can't can remember what this guess? word is. Yeah, yeah. So can we guess? Folks, if you can guess what this is, can you give us a vague clue? No. No, because we give it I away. Tell, I tell no. you what, here's the deal. Salty tadpoles, listen to this when you come to this thing. On Facebook, Twitter, whatever, start hitting us with words, and we can test Gabrielle on these words and see what it is. So what do you think it is? What do you think could be, yeah. the, to the, to be the word that has the real impact? And we'll, 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 we will test it out. We'll see what happens. And when Gabrielle faints, we'll know we've hit the, uh, <laughs> we've hit the pay dirt. That's, that's your price. Gabrielle will faint. There you go. There's your price. Yeah. <laughs> it's a normal, it's not a bad word. It's a normal right. word. It's not so a bad I word. I love it. It's a game, Joanne, that was a brilliant idea. It's a game that is great. I so salty tadpoles, hit any of us up with what we think is, and we will we will test out the, the, the word and see if we get a, a response. Now, yeah. moving on, I know I'm going to be in trouble. And yes, well, I'm, in trouble mo- I'm in trouble most of my life because I've done this in a slightly wrong order. I should have, instead of going straight to talking to uh, Gabriel's, our new wonderful co-host, uh, I should have said, has anybody got any uh, any any stuff that's really annoyed them this week? So any codswall they want to discuss? So, ladies, the floor is open. So I'm going to go as our new co-host, Gabrielle. Could you tell us is anything that's annoyed you this week? Mine might get deep very quick. So, um, Joanne, if you have something that's not as deep as mine might be, you might want to go first. Uh, well, well, mine's slightly slightly vague. It's more the fact that apparently I can't read. Um, I have ordered <laughs> two items of clothing. Yeah, on, on eBay recently. Um, okay. Both have arrived, and uh, apparently I can't tell centimeters from inches, which might be quite <laughs> okay. quite amusing to a lot of guys listening out there. If you have six centimeters, I gotta be fucking impressed. If you can give me ten centimeters, even better. Yeah, I, I can't tell. I I, I um I ordered this. I, I do the thirteenth doctor, not not euphemistically, but just I am the thirteenth doctor, and. I have I was a t-shirt. All excited then. Yeah, oh no, I do the doctor, yeah. And uh, in time space, I'm pure timey wimey me. But the our t-shirt that I have, um, I spotted. I you can't get it anymore. I got it off Amazon and Mason Decato, she had tailored it so that it sat sat properly at the neck. And I always thought I should really get a second one in case I ever lose it. So I thought I spotted it on eBay. And I thought, happy days. It's only it's only like Somebody's looking eight quid for it. I'll offer them a fiver. I'll be a chancy one. I'll offer them a fiver because they said make an offer. 
And I checked the size. I went, yeah, that seems to be the same size as my other one. And I took measurements. And I put a note, I put that bit in. And they accepted it. I thought, well, aren't I brilliant? I've just got a real bargain. <laughs> and it arrived a week later. And I had got my centimetres and my inches completely mixed up. And I took it out of the parcel. And I thought, well, there's a hanky. So it was like, it's a kid's size. Now, now, what I did was I actually managed to get into it to try and stretch, to try and get the girls here up top. Of stretch it out. Oh, of course you did. You just rolled yeah. that in our faces. I got those bobs mm. in there to try and stretch it out. <laughs> it's kind of slightly yeah. working. Get and it to me for so a weekend. I work it, let me tell you. <laughs> work it, baby. But, um, so then I thought, right, okay, lesson learned, Joanne. Be fucking careful what you order the next time. And and I spotted about a week or so later, this hoodie. Size small. Thought, mm-hmm. Okay, this is great. Um, men's size small in a t-shirt fits me. And generally speaking, I have some of their men's size small in hoodies. Great. It, mm-hmm. it had it was another it was another Doctor Who one again. So there's a bit of a thing going on here. And it had it had an oud on it and a cyberman and a weeping angel. And I thought, oh great, love it. And it arrived and I took it out of the bag and I thought, oh, for fuck's sake, this is a child's small. Well, I could just about get into Again, I'm only somehow get into it. Somehow I got it over my head, squeezed the girls in it. It's a very, it must be, it would be like an extra, extra small men's. And I thought, well, usually size small men's does me, but no. So, uh, yeah, my, my problem is that I sometimes order things that I shouldn't do without reading the things first. It was a bit like we were working on a, a costume for Kate. It's actually steampunk version of a judge. And I had spotted some, you know, cogs, clock cogs, because, you know, steampunk's all to do with cogs. Mm-hmm. Send her the link on mm-hmm. eBay. Have a look at this. I think this would be perfect. And she ordered them and they arrived. <laughs> They're minute. So I have form for this. And uh, I really should have been more careful. And saying that, she shouldn't have trusted me either. And... <laughs> And looked at the measurements, but well, we ended up using them for something. You're just flexing. I can get into an extra, extra, extra small. Oh, look at me. <laughs> I can't get uh, my tits into half I, the stuff because the tits are bigger. Can, yeah. Can, can I just request uh, photographic evidence of this, please? <laughs> I was, do you know the way I put up a photograph last night of um, this big breasted version of Freddy Krueger? Oh, yeah. no, I See, don't know why, I can't remember that for some reason. Uh, no, you can't remember that. <laughs> See, the amount of messages that I'd got from people, is that you? And I thought, come on, boys. <laughs> they're not bad, but they're not that fucking good. But to be honest, in this in this Doctor Who t-shirt, they kind of look like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so small and tight. <laughs> but like myself, I'm going back to my, I'm going back to my my first request, photographic evidence, please. <laughs> I thought that was extra small. My boobs wouldn't get lifted like that. Do you want my would fucking be flattened and run away? It'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, you must have a really good bruzzy ear under there. Oh yes, you you just sort of need a decent set of scaffolding. Yeah, I'm definitely. just looking down at them now. They're not too bad looking actually at the moment, but that's because I got a I've got a sports t-shirt on. <laughs> got a sports bra. A sports bra. Yeah, it's all about the comfort. That's one thing lockdowns been before. There's been less need for chesticle support <laughs> oh no I, I couldn't i need it <laughs> testicle area has thrown free because lockdown i'm gonna i completely like zoned out for me then <laughs> <laughs> James Sorry, James. pictures of you running slow-mo in an extra extra 
like a small pop or something there, Joanne? <laughs> like from Derek coming out of sea? Okay. I think I've found, can I just say, with, with what you two have just been discussing, I think I've found my favourite portion of the show. But anyway. <laughs> One for the white bank. Thanks, 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 Warren. That's not the word. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> anyway so Gabrielle, what what has annoyed you what has got your uh what has been your codswall for the week what mine is i only like thought well had it sort of mentioned to me just literally five or ten minutes before we got on to record this um i was speaking to my very very good friend finch who cosplays as superman and all and we're talking about marvel dc Honestly, mm-hmm. I was talking about some of the DC films should be best forgotten, like, you know, the Superman that was in the middle there where he had a child that should have been forgotten. But then he says, and he says, oh, and I totally disagree with Wonder Woman too. And I was like, right, I didn't like it myself for the best. It was okay. It was good for the feeling. I said, I know, but there's a scene in it that really annoyed him. And if the roles had been reversed in the male-female, it would have been, there'd have been World War Three. There'd have been a whole hashtag, something about it. Because, and this is so random, and I don't even, Joanne, you know I'm not, I'm not, I'm not offended by things. And I, and so this sort of blew my mind. But the poor fella who Steve's body has overtaken. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With wonder, without his consent, nor his consciousness. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I never thought of that. That's so wrong. Yeah. Because so a man doing that on a woman who, she's basically unconscious. She's basically feminine. Okay, constantly. She roofied him. <laughs> he's using your man's body as a fucking sex doll and I'm like oh, but it, it just made me go oh. like we, I, I, I did yeah I discussed that with somebody else yeah. in it because I never agreed why the love interest was ever brought into that film in the first place but absolutely it, it was so insignificant of a of a character in it that you were able to overlook that part for technically what it was it just sort of made me go, what the fuck? The dub- I know there is double standards. We all know this. Mm-hmm. But it's sort of more on the... Stay told you, I get deep. It's sort of more on the... I'm all for when it happens to women getting it out there, but when it happens to men, it should be shouted about too. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? There should be more of a kerfuffle. Not to yeah. take away from the film, because the film's what it is, and it's just a scene yeah. in it. <laughs> but well, you know, uh, It's just a scene in it, but it's it's a scene that is so... It, Oh, what's the, what, there's a word, there's a word I'm looking for. Morally? Morally wrong. Yeah. For a, superhero, for a superhero to do something so morally wrong really made me go... I mean, could you imagine, like, Superman? Say, Lois died, came back in some other person, and then he went and bing-banged the blondie, or whatever, because Lois was technically there, mentally. But this girl's not giving her consent for her body to be used. There'd be a whole thing. There'd be a whole thing. Oh, there'd be hell, there'd be hell to pay. There'd be absolutely... Yeah. No- unremitting hell to pay i mean i could never quite understand with the film also how considering the idea that he you know it's possessed i mean i could never quite fathom it but somehow his spirit had gotten somebody else's body the poor bugger would would come to and be like why am i beaten up <laughs> you know why is my stuff everywhere <laughs> why, why am i a- why, why have I got the entire U.S. government and military hunting me down for, like, breaking into the White House? What the hell happened over the past yeah. few days? I stole an aircraft as well. Yeah. Funny <laughs> enough, we talked about, yeah, we talked about that in, I did a review with Banterflexer just before mm-hmm. Christmas, 
and we reviewed Wonder Woman 84. And that was the problem areas. One of the problem areas for me as well, it was the fact that, yes, the love interest, she defines herself by this man. And after 80 years, she's still sitting like old lonely pipe. Lonely pipe? Yeah. <laughs> lonely pint in a cafe? Lonely pipe? Yeah. <laughs> lonely pipe. Yeah. And it's just, and she wakes up. There's the other thing. If she's using him as a sex toy, why is she waking him up the next day with a camisole on? Her bop should be out and she should be riding the whole of him. That was just, if she's going to use him, use him properly. <laughs> Maybe her conscience doesn't work. But yeah, no, that's the only thing that got me. And it's literally just because it's sort of like, not the scene didn't annoy me. Thinking about the scene didn't annoy me because it's it a whatever. Because there was a lot of plot holes anyway. But it's the fact that they're the double the double standard annoyed mm. me. If that makes sense, do you know what I mean? I can understand that. that. Yeah, that's I can what annoyed me that. more. There was no. It's like the Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing. It's. I thought you were going to go there. Yeah, agree. The double standard just through it, it, it was just a lot. Do you know what I mean? And seemed to be you know, I don't know. Blew my mind a little bit. So thank you, Finch, if you're listening to this. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Whenever it's sexism, it it and it's the and it's from a female sexism. That's not balancing the books. That's no. inequality mm. again, of a different way. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. It doesn't. There is that it problem. Doesn't, an opposite wrong doesn't make it right. Yeah. I mean, could you sense. imagine in all honesty, Johnny Depp saying the stuff Amber Heard did in that interview? There'd be all hell to pay. Like he'd be well, he was lynched for nothing. But do you know what I mean? It's like it's the witch trials of men as such. But the men aren't getting to speak out either when they're. Do you know what I mean? I think a lot of the problems we're seeing now certainly is the you know it's uh, guilty until proven innocent when it should be the yeah. other way around, innocent until proven guilty, which is yeah. a, a big concern I have on the way things across the board are sort of like panning out with a lot of stuff at the moment. Um, but we're getting deep. We're getting too deep into these sort of things. So I'm oh, going. Sorry. 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 I know. Hey. No, I, I have fun. something I, that might lighten the atmosphere. I, I could discuss this sort of stuff in my own time till the cows come home. Uh, I'll give you my only codswallop of the week is that uh, the the creator of this wonderful podcast uh, and my friend, my friend Jemery is unwell and able to join us this week. So that's the thing that's pissed me off. So I'm hoping she just gets better. And he's all right because she's been, as I said earlier, feeling a bit under the weather. So yeah. I think we can all agree that we want her to get better and feel better, as will the salty right. tadpoles. Sending hugs. Yeah, virtual, virtual hugs. So, mm-hmm. Joanne, before I so rudely trampled on you, what oh, no. were you going to say was something that could uh, could maybe improve the situation a bit? Cause, well, uh, I have I have a quiz for us. I mentioned before Ooh. that I had something fun. I have a quiz for us. And I'm going to read some of these out. And Gabrielle can be your lovely assistant. To, Excellent. Yes. Well, actually, Gabrielle, you could describe it. And that'll make sense once I start actually physically reading these out. And I thought we could do some of them. And because we, the three of us, are going to be doing celluloid cod swallow, I thought I yes, could we some of these as time goes on. That So rather than reading, because I have a whole list here, and there's probably shitloads more, because... Himself, uh, he was sending me earlier, there's, you know, the other half, he was giving me other words. So I thought, right, there's a lot here and we could sort of do this every so often. So I'd briefly mentioned this to you and Gemma in our early Codswallop uh, talk on Messenger. Word, Mm -hmm. local Northern Ireland words. So I've got a wee list here and I thought I could do, say, three or four. 
<laughs> yeah. So I thought, James, you could guess what it is, and Gabrielle could actually give you what the definition is. I like so this will be yes. So this will be a wee quiz for you, Gabrielle. Some of them might go, "What the fuck?" But you'll know them. <laughs> but I'd be interested to see what your definition is, maybe even compared to my definition. So there you go. I properly thought this. This is a proper thing, people. There you go. Mm. I'm now all professional and shit. We've become part of the team. I've now become a professional head on after a year doing Picard and stuff. Dairy girls. It'll help people translate Dairy Girls anyway whenever they watch it. Yes. Yes. Dairy Girls is something we have to definitely do sometime as well. Yeah. Okay. If you're sitting comfortably. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I am Magnus Magnuson with a Northern Ireland accent. (laughs) I shall begin. Uh, Right. Okay. So the first word is. Head case. Head case. What is a head case, James? James, you it's have to somebody guess. who. Yes, it's somebody who's bonkers. Yeah. Nice one. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was an easy one to start off with. I knew that um, one. I even knew that one. You, yeah, you're lulling me to a false sense off. of security, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Banjaxed. <laughs> <laughs> what does the word? Banjaxed means, James. <laughs> um, is it like confused, or if something is it if something is banjaxed? Yes. Uh, broken. You think it might be. Pretty broken. much, yeah. Oh, fucked, as I would think. <laughs> yes, fucked. <laughs> or the, 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 it can also be a description if you're not say, Gemma might say, I feel I'm not feeling great. I'm banjaxed. Mm-hmm. It's another way as well to say you're not well. Okay, right. let's see. Yeah. Oh, oh, here's a good one. Uh, hang on, I can. Uh, I'll run you over. Uh, it's, it either means you're going to hit me with a car or you're going to take me somewhere. Yes, I didn't think you'd get that one. Very good, sir. Very good. Yeah, let me see. Depends on the part of Belfast as well. But... <laughs> That's true. Yeah, if it's East Belfast or West Belfast or whatever, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, here we go. Here's another one. Scundered. <laughs> Scundered. I like that. Scundered. That sounds very good. Yes, that's Scundered. a good one. Would you like a Scundered. like a, a clue from uh, can, can uh, get a w- ginger can, assistance? assistant yeah, there? Can I get a wee clue? The word I shall not mention makes me scundered. Uncomfortable? Yeah. Yeah, sort of. Comfortable. Embarrassed. Yeah, scundered. Yes. Scundered. Uh, I'm done in. Scundered I know that. I heard that before because someone was home while scundered and I'm going, what the fuck are you embarrassed about? They're like, no, it means bored. And I'm going, where? Really? Well, and I'll give you one more. Hang on. Drum roll. Who's your man? What? Who's your man? Who's your man? Is it like, who's your boss? No. Who's your husband? Sure, I should say it, sorry, with the inflection. Who's your man? Who is that person? Yes. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Pretty much. It's it's a bit like saying, who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> it's really, that's what it is. It's, who's your man? <laughs> who's your man, I think he is? We need who's to get our back though, for that. I shall, I shall have, yeah. I'll have to make a list of these things for when we actually meet up. Yeah. <laughs> Just if you start I, saying them to me, I'll have to refer I to a piece of paper. <laughs> Oh, would you want one more then? Go on then. 
This is kind of nice wee one. Boy's a dear. Can you just repeat that? Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> this is a good one to finish on. Boy's a dear. Uh, can I have a clue? I'm trying to think if I know what it fucking means. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice thing. It's a nice thing. It's boy's a dear. Is it... See, I can't. I can't give a description because I end up saying what it is. I'm not good at that uh, kind of thing. I'm trying to think of a description. Oh, uh, like hi. Is it like how are you? Are you all right? Oops. Or oops, oops, maybe away. Oops. Uh, I, I would say it's more. Oh, that's lovely. So somebody says to you something. Uh, I see. What could they say to you? Um. See, I'd be. I would be poison. Dear, that's terrible. Boys are dear. Uh, well, yes, that's true. There are two minutes in. Boys are dear, that's awful. And oh, boys are dear, that's nice. So it's kind of like, ah, oh, or uh. Yeah, depends on your tone. Yeah, it does. Ah, Everything okay. depends on your tone. Some of it can be, I'm going to knock your molt in, which could be. I'm going to knock your bollocks romantic. in. I'm going to knock yeah, your bollocks I'll, in, yeah. Um, I'll kick the crap out of you, yeah. Yeah, pr- pretty much. It just completely depends on how angry we're saying. Now, in fairness. It's like the I word sound bitch. angry old. Bitch. Yeah. Like bitch. <laughs> bitch. Bitch. You know, there's bitch. There's there's so many yeah. different variants depending on your tone. <laughs> there, there's the RuPaul version. Bitch. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> bitch. And then of course there's damn as well. There's damn. Um. Yep. And there's God yeah. Damn. I... damn. <laughs> Yes, it, that's very, very... That, well, that was a good... I enjoyed that as a game. I'm glad that I didn't completely fail miserably and got a few, so that's oh, that's always uh, a positive one. There's, a, there's another one, actually. I'll, I'll give it to you in the next time, because it's quite good. Okay. You want to give it to him? Okay, I'll completely ban Jackson. I'll ban Jackson. You knock his mouth in? Yeah, see, we've we've slid into the slightly dicey X-rated territory again, but... <laughs> and y'all well, still don't know the word. Boom, boom. <laughs> no, I can't fucking remember what this word is. Well, My memories. You can't say either. And then it gives away the game. See, that yeah. is the game. We're gonna, everyone can chime in and tell us what that word, what they think that word is. So, I reckon that we have uh, been talking of Codswallop this week. I th- I've really enjoyed this episode. It's been great having you both on, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what else we can do in the future, what are the crazy things we can discuss and where it will go. So uh, to bring this to a close, as I said, I think we've been talking enough Codswallop. I, as ever, have been James. And I've and been I'm... having a threesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that. Yeah, we have been doing that, but yeah. <laughs> I'm about to go and have a threesome with my pillow and duvet. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, I've been Joanne, <laughs> as usual. Smut queen, and I have been Gabrielle, the not-so-smutty one, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, thank you, everybody, and good night. <laughs> night, night. Bye.